Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, I'm the Cap, Mike Kapler, Breeze Man over there, Joel Brzezinski. We thank you for joining us again for yet another podcast of Growing in Grace. You'll find our past programs at growingingrace.org. Thank you for sharing them with a friend, by the way. A lot of people out there trying to get freed up and enjoy their liberty in Christ, but they don't know where to start. Maybe our podcast will help some people. We appreciate the feedback and the emails and such that we receive from people. We're just glad that we've been able to uh, provide some help for you, and uh, we look forward to many more. Yes. Um, man, I Cap, I, this is one of my uh, favorite series is, is that we've done here on Growing in Grace. Um, we've talked about a lot of stuff during the last seven and a half years or so here on Growing in Grace. I think that this is what we've been talking about. This Covenant Confusion series has really highlighted some big things that have to do with the foundational aspects of the gospel. One of the fruits of all of this, or, or one of the things that comes out of all this, is how a person relates to God. Do we relate to God through some of the things that happened in the Old Covenant under the law, or do we relate to God in a new and living way? And not just how do we relate to God, but what has changed and has been exchanged, as we uh, talk about in the exchanged life way of thinking, what is different between that old way of living under the Old Covenant and the new uh, way in in the New Covenant. And uh, this week, we're just going to highlight... We'll go probably uh, pretty quickly through various different things that are contrasted so that we can see that this is how it was under the Old Covenant, and this is how it is under the New Covenant, and hopefully that will shed light on why they're so different and why we can't mix them, but yet how the New is such a better way and the way that God has planned for us all along. As we go through this, I want you to remember that the new covenant is just that one thing i've i've enjoyed about this series joel is that as we talk you know about the differences between the old and the new and we focus on the new of course because that's what we're under it's like the new covenant never gets old <laughs> True. we'll always call it the new covenant because it's a renewal day by day it's not a contract that is going to get old uh, because frankly it's it's a covenant that's between god the father and god the son not so much between us and god and that's what makes it so great. It allowed it to work. Remember that the Old Covenant has been completely replaced. That was the will of God. And it was replaced with the New. The New is not an amendment to the Old. It's not something we mix together. Uh, the Old was completely wiped out. And I think that's important, very important for us to remember. Right. You know, just for example, under the Old Covenant, the people had not been made into new creations. Uh, it's a new creation life that we live in, which we've been made partakers of the divine nature. <laughs> that couldn't be said under the Old Covenant. And so right there, there's a big contrast. You can't live the New Covenant life by trying to apply the Old Covenant into it. As Jesus said about wineskins, you know, there's a thing about those wineskins. If you took an old wineskin 
which had already been kind of stretched out, and you tried to put new wine into it, which would then stretch it out even more, the thing would burst. So you can't take the new and put it into the old. Otherwise, the thing is going to burst. You can't mix the two together. So this is why it's so important for us to understand the difference between the old and the new. Another example, the old covenant, the purpose of it was bondage, death, condemnation, and guilt, among other things. In the New Covenant, we've got the very life of Christ in us. We've been made alive. We've been made alive to God. We've been freed from condemnation and guilt and from bondage. We're free in Christ. You can't mix together bondage and freedom. The two don't mix. You can't mix together death and life. The two don't mix. We've moved from bondage to freedom. We've moved from death to life. All of those things don't mix, and so we definitely have a better way here under the New Covenant. Yeah, so let's contrast some more. Under the Old Covenant, there was a lot of commands. Remember the 600-plus we talked about over the last several weeks. Under the New Covenant, we have one command, and that is to believe. It's not based on performance and works and action. It comes from the heart. Under the Old Covenant, that covenant actually led to a desire to sin. Under the New Covenant, it leads to repentance, an entirely different way of thinking. Isn't that something? And, that, and people don't understand that. I mean, don't, don't see that, that what was produced <laughs> through the Old Covenant was sin, and what people are freed from in the New Covenant is sin. So those things don't mm-hmm. mix. And the, just the fact that all of those commandments were burdensome, It was a heavy load for a person to carry. I mean, 613 commandments. (laughs) It was a heavy load. Jesus said, come to me, you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. So one of the differences between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant is that you had a heavy load under the Old Covenant, and in the New Covenant, it's easy and light. Another thing that the... uh, the Old Covenant was based upon, kind of what Cappy had just kind of said a little bit ago, it was based upon a person's own work. It was based essentially upon self-righteousness, basically a person's own attempts to be righteous versus what we have in the New Covenant, the free gift of God's righteousness. No longer is about our own righteousness, our own works, but it's about God's righteousness and uh, the work that he himself has done on our behalf. And that's a great point, yeah. So many times, even in Christian circles, we see where people have gone from focusing on their own works instead of the work of Christ. So it's not about our self-effort. It was the effort of, of Christ himself. It's not about our works. It's his work. Under the Old Covenant, you know, we, we've moved from death to life. Remember how Paul referred to the commandments of the Old Covenant, even, even the Ten Commandments, the commandments written on stone as the ministry of death. And we are under the ministry of the Spirit, which brings life. Under the Old Covenant, people were rejected. Under the New, we are accepted by God himself. We were a servant under the Old Covenant. Under the New, we're a friend. A friend of God. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, God definitely had a relationship with Israel. And like I said before, as far as the Gentiles were concerned, they were far off without God and with no hope in this world. That was the state of the Gentiles in this new covenant. Those who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. And that is something that is so amazing and so wonderful. Under the old covenant, if you messed up, you had to deal 
with the consequences of not keeping the law. There were consequences. Sometimes it was death. Sometimes it was uh, some sort of a ritual that you had to go through. But basically, under the Old Covenant, people suffered under God's wrath and his anger with sin. But in the New Covenant, God's wrath has been fully satisfied. We have peace with God. People are forgiven. We realize that God is kind and that it was uh, through his kindness that we were able to be brought near to him again. So under the Old Covenant, consequences for sin. Under the New Covenant, we've been freed from sin. Yeah, and under the Old, it was more about people seeking God, whereas the story of the New Covenant is that God seeks you. Mm-hmm. Um, under the Old, we were unqualified, but under the New, Colossians 1.12, we have been qualified. We are partakers of the divine nature. God is the one who has qualified us, though, not, not anything that we've done. Under the old, we were in darkness. Under the new, we've been delivered from the power of darkness. We were unredeemed under the old, redeemed under the new, unforgiven under the old, but completely forgiven once and for all under the new. Yeah, and again, you know, something I mentioned earlier was, you know, God's anger. But now in Christ, we have peace with God, you know, through the blood of Jesus. Under the old, alienated was how we were described. Enemies of God, but now in the new, we've been reconciled to God. Under the old, no matter how hard a person tried, a person was guilty and unholy uh, because they could never measure up. In the new covenant, we've been made blameless and above reproach. Again, not through anything we've done, but through the, uh, the work of Christ, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Another big one that we've talked about in the past here, those who are under the law are under the curse. There's no other way to put it, and, the, and Paul worded it well. Those under the law are under the curse. But in Christ, we've been freed from the law. We've been freed from the curse. And the law itself, as Galatians 3.12 says, the law is not of faith, but in this new covenant, our lives are lived by faith through God's grace. Remember how we talked about being under the law, we were under a tutor, but in Christ we are no longer under that tutor. Under the old covenant, it was about my righteousness, trying to establish my own righteousness, or at least it was with the Jewish people. But under the new covenant, it's all about the righteousness of God, his righteousness in us. Under the old, we tried to cleanse ourselves under sacrifices. And when I say we or are, I, of course I'm referring to the Jews who are under that. But under the New Covenant, uh, the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. We were condemned under the old, were free, loved, and forgiven, and saved under the new. We walked in the flesh under the old, but uh, walking in the Spirit in the new. And, and Joel, the list goes on and on here, and you may have some final thoughts on some of these things, but you can kind of see the contrast between a, a burdensome old covenant that has been done away with and the new covenant that we now live under through God's love. Yeah, I mean, and and that's really the point of of, uh, this wrap-up of our series uh, called Covenant Confusion, just that there are so many big differences between the old and the new that it's amazing that anyone would try to mix the two together because the, the differences are so vast. They're so big. There's no way to compare them. They have to be contrasted uh, uh, because they're, they're different. And so I think, you know, the, the final word on this, or at least the, the way that I would wrap this up, is just to say that we can't mix the two together. We're not meant to mix the two together. Christ came as a perfect sacrifice 
Christ came with better promises, as Hebrews says, a better covenant. All of this is better for us, and we don't want to mix what was not good and what was enmity for us with God. Uh, We don't want to mix that together with what the finished work of Christ has accomplished for us. And so, you know, the mystery that was hidden for ages has been revealed in Christ. And now that we live in the benefit of what has been revealed, this new covenant, God is for us, not against us. And here's kind of a wrap-up for me on covenant confusion. You know, in Luke chapter 10, we think of the Christmas story. The angel came to the shepherds and declared the new covenant to those shepherds, a covenant of peace, goodwill towards men. This was God extending his goodwill towards men. What is his will? We discovered earlier in our series the new covenant replacing the old covenant. That was God's will. So Jesus came to do God's will in Hebrews to remove the first covenant and replace it with the second. Uh, His goodwill in the Greek is defined with kind intent, benevolence, delight, pleasure, sanctification, and prosperity. This was his desire, and this was his good pleasure for us. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our Covenant Confusion series. And starting next week, we're going to be kind of springboarding off of this with a a topic that sort of has to do with the differences between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and that's the topic of tithing. It's a topic that sometimes confuses some people, so we hope to uh, clear up some things as we talk about tithing versus giving in the coming weeks here, right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.